Welcome back to another episode of Great Iron Zero's podcast. Misery, misery, misery. That's what you've chosen. Uh, it's episode 73. I'm Lucas, your host. As always, my co-host, Alex. Hello. God. Episode 73, we got uh, no lines talk today, unfortunately. There just hasn't been a whole lot going on. You dumb bitch. But we're going to talk about... Some fun shit. For those of you who are still here after hearing <laughs> that. Yeah. We're going to talk about some fun shit. It's and, cocktail hour. It's the first uh, ever Gridiron Zero's cocktail hour. First ever Gridiron Zero's cocktail hour. And then we're going to talk about the AFC South and uh, kind of the dumpster fire division that it is. Dumpster fire with some bright spots, maybe. But yeah, a dumpster lot of. Dumpster fire that is burning bright. A lot of. <laughs> that, yes. No notes. Perfect. Uh, all right. No notes. Let's jump into it. Al, surprise challenge. Guess this player. He started out in New Orleans and went to New England, then L.A., back to Houston, and then to Dallas. Oh, uh, Brandon Cooks. That's right. That was a little surprise challenge for Al. I'll okay. probably mix those into the episode here and there. Oh, my God! A little bit of a different show this week. Uh, there's not a whole lot of news to cover. I think the biggest thing that's happened recently is that the uh, Arizona Cardinals have released DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, I think that officially got processed today, uh, the day of Wednesday, May 31st. I think that the Jimmy G... And the stuff is probably news. the two big stories this week, but nothing's come of those two pieces yet. We're getting right? into the summer; it's just OTAs right now. Nothing, nothing crazy to talk about. So, thought no. we'd uh, do something a little different. All it is is uh, bullshit rumors. Uh, where's D Hop gonna go? Are the Raiders continuing with Jimmy G? Who knows? Who cares? We will cover it once it actually uh, comes to uh, fulfillment. Instead, we got uh, a little bit of an outside-the-box segment. Uh, QB cocktails with QB Lucas. QB cocktails. So I have put together cocktails. Uh, some of them have scenarios, uh, like where you purchase the cocktail, how you purchase the cocktail, who makes it, um, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and they all relate to a quarterback in the NFL. There's, there's connections that you have to make with the descriptions I'm making uh, to determine what quarterback I'm thinking of. Uh, and Al, so I'll go through the description and you will guess uh, which quarterback it is. All right, uh, let's go ahead. Let's get into it. Uh, the first one up, it's a fully loaded Bloody Mary. It's got, you know, the sausages, sausage straw. Olives. Is that a normal Bloody Mary thing? The sausage straw? Or is that just like a... No, I think that's just a Detroit thing. Okay. Because, yeah, I don't think I've... I think Ford Field is the only spot... Or Detroit bars are the only spots that I've seen that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Carry on. Um, It's got, you know, top shelf vodka. It's got all the best ingredients to really bring out the most in the tomato juice. The bells and whistles? Yes. Uh, who do you think I'm talking about? Uh, so it's a quarterback, obviously. Yes, these are all quarterbacks. Uh, hmm. How about, uh, how about Joe Burrow? Now, if I would have said this at the beginning, I want to see if you would have gotten it. Uh, I was going to say, this is an easy one. Did, did I get it? No. Yeah, you're, you're drunk. You're drunk. Give, give me a case. <laughs> then you did definitely not an easy one. Uh, no, uh, I feel I like I should get one guess, then that should be it. So... He's okay. got a couple of these. So. Uh, Jared Goff. Why? Because he needs the best ingredients around him to bring the best out of him. It's a good way to frame it up. Okay. Right? Okay. Uh, and as somebody who hates Bloody Marys, uh, I would need a lot of good ingredients to actually make that shit tolerable. I'm uh, I'm not a fan either. Yeah. I'm not a fan. So... It makes sense in the long run, right? I feel like I'm drinking pasta sauce. I don't, I don't love it. Um... You order a a Negroni at an upscale bar. The bartender does four flips with the bottle and then pours it and charges you $50 for the cocktail. And it's a Negroni. So I'm I'm sensing the analogy here is that it's overpriced uh, 
not not necessarily getting great value for it uh but it's got like the um the like appearance of a really good drink how about how about kirk cousins does kirk cousins fit that at all uh i would have done something different with kirk that was jimmy garoppolo that's pretty good too that's pretty yeah because well really timely right now because you're not getting you're literally not getting anything overvalued uh and you know what a negroni is a very um sexy drink and, <laughs> i love uh, it that's the thing yeah it's a very classy drink uh and it's very bitter leaves you with a very bitter aftertaste it's also perfect because it's like it's a very specific drink yeah but like if it's your drink, it's really your drink. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, like nobody's it's... nobody's ordering a Negroni, but if you order a Negroni, you know what yeah. you're getting. Like, and that that fits the 49ers, that fits yeah. the Raiders, I guess the Patriots to an extent, but the other yeah. two teams much more so. Carry on. Um <laughs> I, I will be amazed. I will give you uh twenty bucks if you get this right. Uh a mint julep found on a urinal. Do you know a, what a, a mint julep is? I looked up classic t- cocktails before this. Yes, I know what a mint julep is. A mint julep found on a urinal, uh, on top of a urinal. You know how people usually will set their drinks yeah, when they're yeah, taking a piss? Yeah. Uh, found on top of a urinal at a dive bar where the Kentucky Derby plays on a TV with bad color in the background. All right. I think that I, in my head, there's only one person this could be. I'm going to say Zach Wilson. <laughs> oh, man, that's a really good guess. Uh, because really o- good guess. obviously um, terrible, first of all. Mm-hmm. The green of a, of a mint, mint julep makes me make you know think Jets. Yeah. He said Kentucky Derby, right? Yeah. Where do you go to college? He went to BYU. Where's BYU again? Utah. Well, that that was kind of a swing and a miss. <laughs> Zach Wilson, Kentucky, not, Utah. Not close. Same thing. Not close. <laughs> you know, I forgot we went to we went to school for a minute. So, if all three of those connected, though, would have been a pretty good guess. It was. It was a very good guess. I actually put that down as Russell Wilson. Why? Because like you want to feel like you're at the Kentucky Derby. When in reality, you're sitting on top of a urinal at a dive bar, but the Kentucky Derby's playing in the background. That's that's harsh. That's that's harsh. Yeah, one bad year. Okay, but the league is recency bias. What have you done for me recently, league? Right? It's true. So, it's true. Uh, and, you know, mint julep, and the reason I tied it in, because yep. mint juleps uh, are like, I don't want to say only had at the Kentucky Derby, but I would say a majority of the year's mint juleps are drank at the Kentucky Derby. Uh, and Russell Wilson just seems like a huge Kentucky Derby guy. I, I thought like, I thought you were going for like a like a Broncos horse connection there, maybe a little oh, bit. Oh, but... I didn't pick up on that. But that's that's really good. That also ties in. Uh, and the way he dresses, I feel like is just. Very Kentucky Derby vibes. I don't know. I love how most of these drinks are just like savage attacks at all these men, but but yeah. Well, this one, this one, not so much. Okay. Uh, espresso martini, smooth caffeinated beans. Beans. That's the last one. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That uh, has a tie-in. Oh, okay. Um, but I. One more time. What's the description? Smooth caffeinated beans. How about Justin Herbert? Oh, you were so close. Got the first name right. Right? Justin Fields? Okay. Uh, smooth. Smooth runner. Okay. Not, caffeinated. Not a smooth thrower of the football, but... But electric, caffeinated. Herbert's also a little bit of electric, but how did you get Herbert with beans? That's the one I couldn't connect. That's yeah. the one I couldn't connect. Uh... Chicago, the Chicago Bean. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> Makes more sense. It's so stupid. No, that's nonsense. That's 
garbage. If you don't get this one, this will be for nothing. Manhattan at the seediest speakeasy possible. At the seediest speakeasy possible. I guess I'm going to throw out Rogers. That is correct. Because well, that's the three three reasons. For first one being Manhattan, New right? Seedy uh, because he's a slime ball. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, there was one. Oh yeah, because he's also like a bourbon uh, whiskey scotch scotch guy. That is a, a note that I have in here, but okay. did not have it down. I also put old. Old the, is good too. Yeah. The Manhattan was invented, I believe, in like 1848. Hey, you know what's the other good one? I don't like Manhattans. Yeah. So it's perfect. It really does. Actually, fit. Manhattans are not that bad. If you ever had them before, I'm a big fan of Scotch myself. Uh, but Seedy Speakeasy, I feel like that one that was definitely a tie-in to Roger's personality. Like okay. He would definitely go to a speakeasy. Kind of the hipster, like I'm better than bars. So I'm going to go to like somewhere there's, there's a, yeah, there's a spot like that in Detroit. That's that vibe. It's literally like a hidden bar. Yep. Speakeasy. Anyways. Uh, all right. These next ones are going to be um, just brutally tough and I don't expect you to get any of these. Okay. Well, I haven't got, I've gotten how many so far? Uh, one. one. Yeah. One for five. Okay. I believe good. so. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. <laughs> this one's also a little bit out there, but uh, 1950s martini your wife has ready for you when you arrive from home see that one i would have guessed russ because <laughs> it's like because that one's like po like like all all face like super hacky like you know what i mean like that's that's that feels like a like a cheesy russell wilson drink to mm. me but um oh who does fit that not see now i'm trying to like rifle through my brain like if you mentioned like wife hands to you like is that is that something i need to th consider here uh not really it's more so the idea that it's classic it's uh it doesn't fail it's a good cocktail uh and that's how it's portrayed right it's like that is uh the american dream right you get home from work the wife has a martini waiting for you ready to go Oh man, I have no idea. Uh, I'll give you a hint. Yeah, let's get a hint here. You've guessed this player already. I'm gonna go with. Uh, I'm gonna go with Joe Burrow. That's a goddamn good job, Al. Because yeah, because I guess like, I guess he kind of fits like the, the suave, suave, uh, yeah, exactly. Classic uh, Amer American dude. Yep. Not American gentleman. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. There you go. Now you're okay. getting it. Okay. Yep. Martini right. is also like that's you could just see Joe Burrow drinking one of those at the bar. Uh, you know, full on suit, bow tie, everything like and he would he would rock it. Right. Yeah. You know, it, like it, he would make it look cool like James Bond. Um all right, this these next three have no descriptions. <laughs> But I can I can give you one I can I can give you uh, one hint on each of these. I can give you one hint on each of these. Uh, Long Island iced tea. Um, all right. Well, Long Islands are a little bit of everything, right? And they'll mm -hmm. they're very strong, <laughs> mm -hmm. very potent. Um. How about how about Lamar? How about Lamar for a Long Island? All right, we'll give you another guess on this one. Here's your hint. Uh, some would say that Long Island iced teas are doing too much. Doing too much. Uh, oh, all that alcohol all right. out there. All right, no. The I, I kind of I kind of had the train of thought with the Lamar pick, but no, it's Josh Allen. That's what it is. That's that that, that fits. Is correct. Yeah, run, running all over the place, throwing it all over the place, and yeah, doing a little, little too much. Just doing a little very too strong, much. very potent. Yeah, Def can be great. Can be great. Can be. An we have three, awesome four of them. cocktail. You're off the rails all the Sometimes time. it's just it's too much. It's too much. Okay, how am I doing better at the ones where you're like, dude, you have no shot at this? 
Well, you gave me a good hint there, I guess. Yeah, but that was a good hint, right? Pretty good. Um, I don't know how you'll take. I don't know how you'll take this hint, but uh, the cocktail is mimosa. Um, a mimosa at brunch, you know, it hits different. It's an all-time classic. It it never. See, I should have looked at this because you can't go wrong with a mimosa at brunch. Yeah, you you heavily covet the mimosa Absolutely. so i should have i should have taken that into consideration Absolutely. too all right well i'm gonna i'm gonna guess this then just because uh of how highly you coveted i'm gonna guess this is patrick mahomes god you're nailing it my <laughs> guy you're nailing it and you know what the other reason is because no. if you have too many at brunch the demons start to come out and uh in this comparison the demons being uh, Jackson and Brittany. <laughs> <laughs> now, the conversation always seems to go back to them, doesn't it? You always seem to bring them up. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> I love how I love how for you it's the greatness of the yeah. mimosa is equal to it's the greatness of Patrick, of Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes. Like okay. you cannot tell me that there is a better tasting cocktail than the uh, mimosas you have at brunch. Like those just always without fail hit the only time that they don't hit is when you don't get enough champagne in uh but then you don't go back to that place for brunch <laughs> fuck them all right last one um a bush latte Dak prescott Ooh, a good guess but no do you want the hint hmm no, let me get one more here. Daniel Jones. Uh, I would say you're colder at this point. And then, yeah, I'll take the hint. You loved them in college, but as you get into adulthood, you realize they're not that good. I feel like that's a throw at Lamar, some shade at Lamar, but I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. You, you tell me who this is. I'm not sure. I'll, I'll give the audience one chance to answer this correctly. Nothing. Baker Mayfield. Okay. What's the full? I just told you. I mean, he was great in college, and then we get into adulthood, and you realize. Oh, like like he sucks. Uh, like you're buying like piss like piss beer like college piss beer. Yeah, you love it great. in college. It's great. Yeah, in okay. college, you can get by on bush light in college, and then when you become an adult, you start making some money. You upgrade, you're like, you start drinking wine, you start having mimosas at brunch, you're having scotch and whiskey at, you know, dinner time with the steak. You know, you no, kind of leave the bush light in the past. Maybe there's like a little, little spot though in your heart where it's like every now and then. Every now and then? Absolutely. It never hurts. Uh, every now and then you just want to turn one on and you, you, you want drink to, a couple you of those shotgun Get back to those days. Right. There's right? like a sliver you of that. You yearn there. for those days. Yeah. But I definitely I definitely agree that, that yeah, you definitely leave it behind. Yep. You go into the more sophisticated drinks. You remember those days fondly. You remember the Rose Bowl against Georgia. Um, and you, you tend to turn a blind eye to uh, his more recent years. QB cocktails with QB Lucas. QB cocktails. Uh, all right, let's go ahead. Let's talk AFC South. Okay, uh, Al, why don't you say we start out with uh, the last place team and work our way up, uh, starting out with the Texans. Yeah, you know, I just want to say I feel like off, off the rip, I feel like this is the only – team that honestly is very juicy in this whole division to even talk about at this point. I feel like the rest of them are kind of, I don't know, not as interesting as the Texans this offseason. I think the Texans have had a very busy offseason compared to the other three. I don't know. That is fair. Uh, they've had a lot of signings. Uh, but let's start out with the coaching staff first. They bring in, uh, can we say the hottest head coach? I guess the hottest head coach that was hired that was in the coaching pool. I don't want to. I'm not saying that D'Amico Ryan's is hot, but I'm also not saying. Yeah, I'm glad you. I'm hot. glad you clarified that because that's something that I feel like you needed to clarify. Yeah, uh, 
but again, not a bad looking guy. Um, but very popular head coaching uh, signing. Also, Houston Texans legend. Houston Texans legend. D'Amico Ryans. Uh, what do you make of it? I mean, the last 49ers defensive coordinator to get hired as a head coach was Robert Sala, who uh, has a top three defense in the NFL. Uh, but a bottom three offense last year. It was a very bad offense. Uh, they were not bottom three, but pretty I bad. I can't imagine that they were bottom three, but they were very bad. They were pretty bad. And he gets Aaron Rodgers this offseason, so that's great for them. But D'Amico Ryans, what do you make of that head coach signing? I think they uh, finally, for real, got an adult in the room head coach, so they're not just going to sweep out the room in one year. I think they finally have a coach they can kind of build around, and it seems like the franchise is finally going to get moving here. <laughs> you know, it's, I don't know. It's been like these last couple of years, it feels like they've kind of been like purgatory almost a little bit, like yeah. kind of just treading water and like not really doing much anything. Um, yeah. This definitely feels like a, a hire that has some actual like vision and like some sort of like, this is where we want to go. Like they hired Lovey Smith last year. Like it was a bit strange. They've had some some strange moves uh, recently, but this one is, and this whole offseason, honestly, has been surprisingly good for them. Yeah, for the most part, I would say there's definitely some really interesting signings on here where it's I don't know if it's good, I don't know if it's bad. Um, like just like just to before we get into the signings too deep, like D'Amico Ryan's okay, like clearly talented defensive mind from the 49ers sacred tree, the Shanahan tree. We talk about it a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, good candidate that, that a lot of teams would have wanted. Yeah. Check one. You get your franchise quarterback in the draft, CJ Stroud. You check another box. Like that's a big box to check. Hopefully. And then a hopeful franchise. Ho- quarterback. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm saying if all this works out, right. Mm-hmm. Then, we were saying before the draft, they're probably going to want to take their edge rusher of choice because, or their defensive player of choice, so that Demigo Ryan's has his blue chip yes, top five pick. Yeah. Well, guess what? They trade up and go get that guy. Yeah. So they've got those three like, like marquee things that they can kind of build this team around, and then combine that with the off season they've had in general, where they went on any signings bonanza. Yeah. And they signed a bunch of players, and some of them, the contracts kind of vary lengthwise, and like some of them are here for a year, some of them are here for a couple, but like a lot of them are here for a year. So it's really like um, kind of a noticeable jump start to something compared to the last couple of years, which have felt like, uh, again, a lot of treading water and just not being that competitive and just gathering draft picks and dealing with the Deshaun Watson fallout and, and I don't know, it's, 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 it's been a much more optimistic outlook for them. I feel like, and even with their pretty abysmal season last year, I'd be feeling pretty good on the whole about the last couple of months for them. Yeah, I, I agree in some aspects. Uh, it almost kind of feels like to me um, that this GM is kind of having like, all right, you know what? I'm going to buy in. I'm going to have one year. I'm going to get a rookie quarterback. I'm going to get a defensive end that could be the future. Uh, I'm going to sign a bunch of people to a one-year deal and see what happens and see I'm going to get the best coach that I can possibly get and then see what happens. Do you think um, – well, let's – let's before we get into, you know, season implications for all these things, like why don't we rifle through some of the people that they, that they brought in as free agents? Sure. Uh, offensively, they bring in Mike Boone and Devin Singletary at the running back position. Uh, Singletary was on a one-year deal uh, worth up to 3.75 mil. Uh, in the wide receiver position, they get Noah Brown. Uh, where was he? Was he Dallas? Dallas? Yeah. Okay, that's what I thought. He's he's a signing that, um, that people have been kind of liking for them. And by the way, their, their wide receiver depth chart, is horrible. I, yeah, I don't know if you've seen it, good. but it is very bad. So this dude might actually be kind of a contributor. Like it's, it's I rough. imagine that he will be. 
Uh, Robert Woods signed a two-year. Uh, he'll, he'll definitely be a contributor. Yeah, uh, to fifteen point two five million dollar deal. Um, max value of seventeen mil. So that one's a little interesting. Uh, that that one feels a little bit too like a like an fu to the Titans a little bit because they they remember he they they I, I they got know. him from the Rams and then like he was kind of a dud. Well, he got injured. Yeah, but like week one wasn't it supposed to be a longer deal? And they just cut him like. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Go division uh, rival. Spicy. I don't know. That's like the first signing where I'm kind of like, uh, I don't know. Dude, I don't know their if depth chart is pitiful. Yeah, I don't know if the that's the room. answer. And they trade away their best receiver. Yep. Uh, Brandon Cooks being gone. Uh, they fully revamp the tight end room. Uh, they bring in Andrew Beck, who uh, Dalton Schultz, one-year deal, nine mil. That's a good signing in my opinion. And uh, Eric Tomlinson, uh, go ahead and hit it for me, Al. Who? They bring in a lot of offensive linemen, including Greg Little. Who? Uh, <laughs> uh, they re-signed Larry Tunsil to a three-year, seven seventy-five million dollar contract extension. Man, that that dude is a trooper for sticking on that team, that garbage-ass, wretched team for all these years. Well, he's now. making big bucks, so yeah. Uh, you know. Money's not everything. He wants to be a competitor, but at the same time, uh, it's not bad. I also said Larry Tunsil. His name is Laramie. Laramie Tunsil. You dumb bitch. <laughs> uh, they acquire the elder Shaq Mason uh, in a trade with Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I'm not dogging the trade. The Texans are receiving the seventh round pick from the Bucks in in exchange for the sixth rounder, uh, and then they signed uh, Mason to a three year extension worth up to thirty six mil, twenty two in guarantees. Uh, not bad. He's he's up there. You can't deny that. Yeah, but right? not well, bad. on a team where it's constructed of rentals, I mean, exactly. hey, it's good. To why have. not? Yeah, it's good to have. Uh, and then uh, Scott Questenberry resigned with them as well, the center. So, this is, yeah, this is all offensive side of the ball still. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we're now getting into the uh, defensive uh, portion. The edge, uh, Chase Winovich. Patriots legend. Patriots legend. Browns uh, legend. Browns legend. Michigan Wolverines legend uh, signed with them. Uh, I don't think – They've released details on his contract, so who cares? Uh, Sheldon Rankins, one-year deal. Hassan Ridgeway, one-year deal. Corey Little. Oh, Sheldon Rankins still. I was going to say that. He's up there. That sounds familiar. Um, yeah, he's been around for a minute. Do we know where he came from? I mean, he's a Jets legend, and then he's kind of bounced around to some teams. I know he's on the Browns for I a mean, while. I mean, he got a one-year, 10.5 milli. He's, he's just he's a journeyman defensive tackle i mean yeah. that's all that's all he really is at this point it is a solid so. contract for a journeyman um cory littleton denzel perryman uh, per- perryman's low-key underrated good player both linebackers on one-year deals i think littleton actually we don't i don't know if we have the details out for that one yet littleton a couple years ago was a splash signing by the raiders that we, i think we were hoping the lions would get cory littleton back back a couple years ago and then, uh, yeah, you didn't hear his name very much. So, good thing. Uh, I believe this is recent. Shaquille Griffin, uh, who I think was cut by the Jags. Uh, he was. Two years after his signing. One uh, year? No, he got signed before Urban showed up. Did he? Okay. The year going into okay. Urban's year. Okay. Yeah. Um, he signed a one-year deal with the Texans. Uh, and then they add a little bit more to the DB room with uh, – Taviri Thomas. I'm probably butchering his name, but he re-signed with the team. Uh, and then they get in MJ Stewart, who re-signed. Jimmy Ward, which I think is a great signing. That guy's a fucking asshole on the, out on the field. Uh, he's he's going to – yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to guess that the D'Amico Ryan's uh, coaching you know, hire is 100% why he's there. Yeah. 100%. Uh, and then they got a long snapper, John Weeks. I mean, I think of all the teams we're going to talk about in these like off-season shows, like that's the lengthiest list of Probably. people up and down, you know, yeah. the roster. Like, 
pretty noticeable change. But yeah, a lot of short-term deals, a lot of rentals. Like I don't know, it's not really a lot of older guys, a lot of guys that have been unproven in the league. No big, big name signings, which I understand why. It's still a rebuild. They it's it's almost like you wanna you wanna like you wanna come in year one with these you know three blue chip elements of the team with your new coach with your quarterback and with you know who, who's the guy that drafted three i'm sorry i'm blanking on his will name. anderson and will anderson like you're, you're kind of like you're coming in year one with them and it's almost like you want to just like surround them with like something experience yeah want to surround them with experience guys who have been in the who have managed to be in the league for this long because like compare this roster to the one from last year uh it's a night and day i mean Very it's, it's much better on yeah. paper so i think they're and also, I think part of it too. I don't know if this is how the GM is looking at it, but like, this division's kind of up for grabs, a little bit. I think we, I think we'll we'll talk about the Jags. They're, they're clearly the front like front runner here, but like, this thing is up for grabs. So, I suppose. yeah, we've seen worse to first happen yeah. before. Anything else you want to say on the Texans before we jump into? No, here? I feel like I got my point across. Like, yeah, they signed a bunch of people. They signed a bunch of veterans. Not to mention their draft is, is probably pretty deep. I, I would say that their draft was night and day from all these signings. Well, not night and day, but their draft was very good in my opinion. The signings are good, not great in my opinion. Overall, we're going to rank them at the end. Yeah, yeah okay. All right. Uh, Indianapolis Colts, they signed Gardner Minshew to a one-year $3.5 million deal. Uh, Lead him with a big hitter. The big hitter. Oh, you you know what? We did forget one Texans move. They bring back Case Keenum. Uh, Texans legend. Pharaoh Brown signed with the Colts. (laughs) (laughs) Give me money. Money me. Money now. Ashton Ashton Dolan. uh, Taven Bryan. uh, Who the fuck are these people? (laughs) Samson Ibukum. He's actually... He's actually somewhat good. notable. Yeah. yeah, that is a good signing. Three-year, twenty-seven million dollar deal that includes eleven mil in year one. Uh, Tyquan Lewis uh, was a re-signing. EJ Speed re-signed on a two-year, nine million dollar deal. I bet you can't name me what position he plays. Linebacker. <laughs> and the big splash, the big splash for the Colts this offseason. Kicker Matt Gay signed a four-year, twenty-two point five million dollar deal. Bit boring, what yeah, you say? Yeah, not, not much to get into. No, that's nonsense. That's garbage. I feel like this makes sense. I they're, think there's a really. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. They're gripping. They're gripping for dear life. They're white knuckling the uh, steering wheel right now, ladies and gentlemen. They're trying to hold on to this idea that they are still playoff contenders, that they're still Super Bowl contenders. They're not. They're not. Yeah, well, you look, you're not a Super Bowl contender the year that you draft the quarterback who needs to develop in the top five. Yeah. Sorry. I mean. Which I, is such I, a shame. I know it's simplistic to, to put it all on that, but that's a pretty big element. Yep. You don't see a lot of Super Bowl window teams doing that. You usually have a quarterback who's played a year or two at least, and then they're kind of starting to make a push. Uh, First-time head coach. I mean, I, I think those two moves are their biggest moves, for sure. And I think they're both good moves, but you had a window where, like, you were kind of in the, in the thick of it, and this division was, like, firmly in your hands. Yeah. Um, uh, well, firmly could have been. Could have been. Could've I mean, been. like, you were serious playoff contenders. Um, Tennessee was serious playoff contenders. But, but like, both of them were battling for the division. I mean, they're they're baffling a little bit because, like, I mean, just think back to last year a little bit. Like, Matt Ryan, horrible. I called that. You did. Sam Ellinger played a good chunk of last year. Horrible. Yeah. Uh, Jeff Saturday was the head coach for a good chunk of the year. Oh, my God. I completely forgot <laughs> about that. Horrible. Uh, Jonathan Taylor was banged up all year. Uh, Shaq Leonard missed a good chunk of last year. Quentin Nelson, one of the best O linemen in the league, played like dog shit last year. Yeah. Um. I mean this this thing fell off a cliff last year, and yeah. it's it's almost like 
is that even a year that you can like come back from? I mean, they completely they can they're they're starting to completely implode. Not implode, but like retool. They're starting to retool pretty heavy. And like Oh, that's a good word, Al. That is that is exactly what they're doing. Because they're because they're not rebuilding. No. They're they're not they're not tearing the entire thing down and like starting from you know ground zero, but they are taking key parts of the operation here and 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 giving them a facelift and like changing things and like I just I, you really have to hope last year didn't derail your franchise too bad. Yeah. But, but it did pretty bad. I mean it was that Jeff Saturday was hire was 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 bafflingly stupid and crazy. Uh only yeah. team that can beat was the Raiders. How funny is that? Fuck, <laughs> fuck you, Raiders. I'm so done with your shit. The uh the I mean, like I said, they are they are white knuckling this hope that they have of still being a playoff contender. And these signings, by the way, are nothing <laughs> to write home about. No, I mean no. we didn't even really talk about any of these individual signings and for good reason. Uh who gives a fuck? And imagine too, like I and I said it like leading up to the draft and, and when we started talking about this stuff, like I'm a believer in Anthony Richardson. I think he is going to be special. Um, but what if he's not, you know, like there's a I'll good chance. Right again. There's a good chance that this dude just doesn't pan out because that does happen pretty often. Yeah. Um, and then they're really in bad shape. You know, I mean, you, you took a bunch of swings at veterans falls flat. Uh, well, at that point, you got to blow it up. Yeah. You yeah. get what you can, unload all the heavy contracts. And their wide receiver room is not the best either, by the way. Um I was, no, I was still I was very, dunking, very pitiful. Dunking on the Texans a little bit, but yeah, Michael Pittman's their one guy. And even he, he's not like a total game changer or anything. He's like a he's like a very good receiver, but like not Yeah. Yeah, that's about as high of a praise as I, I, I can th- give him, you know. I think his peak is very good receiver. Yeah. Right. So what is this team's like, you know, what is their, like, I don't know, what is their identity, I guess? Like, because Shane Steichen comes from Eagles as a, as the uh, offensive coordinator. Sorry, I got the, him the Cardinals guy, Jonathan Gannon mixed up. Um, you know, new coach, like, new quarterback. Like, what are they going to do this year with uh, these moves? Like, what does this offseason tell you? telegraph to you about this upcoming year let's see what we got here just rolling the dice yep this is the division for it i mean in the afc is it's tough too though i mean that's like it's not not an easy conference to just be winging it like you're, you're going up against mahomes and, and everybody else yeah i think you're in pretty bad shape compared to most everybody else here 100 percent. so it's not looking good almost uh as bad as what the Titans are looking like. Yikes. Perfect segue. <laughs> but you can't do this to me. They get a new GM in, Ray Carthon. Um, you know what? Can we just take a, sec to, a second to acknowledge that literally the Titans got rid of their GM and are doing what they're doing right now, and it all started with the trading of Hollywood Brown and the drafting of Malik Willis. Oh, yeah. Those were the two big points that just, like, completely started tanking this thing. Yep. And ruining their momentum I'm, going to last year. I could be crazy, but they were the first seed last year. Not this past season, but the season before. So the 21 yeah. season. I'm, like, almost somewhat certain that they were the first seed. I mean, there there have been times in the last couple of years where they were and like yeah. they've they've been like marching into the playoffs with a high seed. So Yeah, I th- I'm almost certain they were the first seed. But that's the thing. It doesn't it doesn't matter. Draft. It doesn't matter because they got right. they got bounced. So yeah. yeah. Uh absolutely. Uh so they trade out uh AJ Brown. Who do they bring in? Traylon Burks. Uh, they bring in Traylon Burks, obviously, last year. Uh, the wide receiver room was decimated throughout the entire year. What do they do in the draft? Absolutely nothing except take, I think, maybe one guy. Um, but very late in the round. Uh, but they bring in Chris Moore, the household name Chris Moore. They bring in, uh, I'm sorry, re-sign Nick Westbrook-Ekheim. 
uh, probably a special teamer. Uh, they make some good additions to the offensive line. They take a offensive tackle in the first round of the draft this past year or a couple months ago. Uh, they signed Andre Dillard, three-year, $29 million contract. They bring in Daniel Brunskin. Um, they bring in Corey Levin. So they're really trying to make Derrick Henry still work. Yeah, but they're also losing Taylor Lewan. Losing a very key part of their offensive line, Taylor Lewan. Which, but... he's a guy I'm curious. Like, I'm surprised he hasn't caught on anywhere else yet. He's know? very old. And he deals with a lot of injuries. In terms, of, he's this, old in lineman year. Yeah, but the league is so he'll get decimated signed. at offensive line. You know what I mean? Like, there's so many teams that just have dog shit lines. He'll get signed somewhere. Uh, my guess is with a top team, once one of their tackles goes down, he'll probably wait until then. Uh, on the defensive ball, which was really lacking last year for the Titans. They did a couple big moves, and by big moves, I mean they released Bud Dupree. Uh, they signed Aziz Al-Shahir, the linebacker, to a one-year $5 million deal. Uh, some other linebacker, Ben Neiman. Uh, they bring in the very injury-prone, but at times very good, Sean Murphy Bunting. And then they signed Arden Key, an unproven free agent, to a three-year, $21 million deal. Arden Key, a guy who was on the Niners for a minute, had a brief stint with the Jags. And then I don't think he caught on there as much. I think it was decent. but He had had flashes, right? Unproven, had flashes. Um, Well, my God, I mean, this this team is the – this team is is like kind of a completely different wavelength than the Colts. The Colts, I'm kind of like, what are you doing? Like wondering what they're up to. This is another white knuckler. This no, to me, this team is is clearly saying what, the ship's going down. <laughs> like ship you is think going so? down. No, I think like they're like fuck the throwing game, even though they just took a quarterback in the second round. Uh, we're gonna ride Derrick Henry out. We're gonna get our money's worth. And then, dude, uh, if I'm Derrick Henry, get me out of here. <laughs> Come on. Uh, we're gonna try to facelift the defense with the core guys that we still have, which uh, not I a lot. Couldn't tell you one of them. Simmons, I mean Jeffrey Simmons, monster. Okay, yeah, yeah, he's pretty good. Um, but other than that, this team is gripping on to the idea that they can still compete. Which let's not forget, they I think were one game out of the playoffs last year. Because they lost their division, right? I think so. But that division, I mean, come on. It was their division to lose. You know, we can start out by saying that. Not healthy years for Henry, not healthy year for uh, Tannehill. Well, I guess those those guys are really the two big question marks going into the offseason. The rest yep. of the offseason here, it's like we might be going into a, a preseason here where neither one of them are on the team. Very well could be. I, th- I think they're both – Trade, Although trade I and cut candidates. Don't I don't think that's going to happen. I think they'll both be on the Titans starting. I, on, I think uh, if September. I think if Levis really looks like he's day one mm. ready, dude, this team is bad. They're they're just they're gonna they're gonna try and get him ready. They'll probably uh, they'll probably wait until uh, Garoppolo goes down in week three. Uh, so he, 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 he makes it week there, three. If yeah. He makes it there. Yeah, and then trade Dan out to the Raiders, depending on how their first couple of weeks go. How are you uh, feeling, Raider fans? <laughs> yeah, no, uh, this team. I think you. I think you predicted their downfall just one year too early. Well, I'm predicting it now. The ship's going down. I know, but you had them at like five wins last year. Yeah, but like they 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 were more on that side than not. I know their record yeah. didn't end up there, but they were definitely yeah. more so on the like down slide. I mean, they probably finished like what eight and nine. If they nine were in a, any other AFC division, they would have been dunked on. Yeah, I guess that's that's fair to say. But at the same time, NFC they could be a division winner. So I don't know. Yeah, last year I'm saying, but so th- true. this year, I, yeah, to me this is just. Yeah. I, I think they're really getting ready here. I think. I think. I think. Uh, head coach. 
fine. Variable, you're fine. He's he's staying. They're, they're not going to get rid of him. I think Derrick Henry and Tannehill. I don't know. Keep an eye on him. I, I don't know if they have I, them going into Week One. Then maybe they're 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 white knuckling it like you're saying. But to me, new GM, new GM is usually a sign of let's do everything uh, from scratch. Am I tripping, or did the Colts get a new GM too? I don't think they did. I think they still have uh, Ballard. Chris Ballard. All right. Well, new GM with the Titans. I think uh, this is the same exact case as the Colts. Let's see what we got here. Uh, and if it doesn't go his way, I think not only is Henry gone, not only is Tannehill gone, but I'm going to go out on a limb. I'm going to say that Mike Rabel is gone no. next year too. He's made that franchise actually watchable and notable for five, yeah. six seasons now. Yeah. Yeah, it's a recency bias. What have you done for me lately? And here's the thing, too. If you move on from Tannehill and, and Henry, because besides Jeffrey Simmons, those are – and you're not going to get rid of him. Uh, mm-hmm. Those are really your only pieces, really. Uh, you're not even getting that much for him. No. Derrick Henry's pushing 30. But you know what you are getting for him? Cap space. Yeah, that's very true. That's, that's very true. But uh, I, I don't know. I really – I really hope the uh, Levis thing works out. I feel bad for Tannehill. The dude keeps just getting prematurely swept out of the room. Like, he's been playing pretty good since he's gotten there. He's been playing fantastic. Yeah. It's almost like it's almost like the inverse of the Goff situation. Yeah. Goff, they've, they've like, kind of been patient and, like, seeing what's going on. They did draft someone to develop this year, but, like, not in the same way where it's two back-to-back and, like, mid-rounds going, like, yeah. all right, get the fuck out of here. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. So. Uh, all right, let's talk about Jags. Division champs had a bit of an interesting offseason. They bring in C.J. Beathard, a uh, two-year, $4.5 million contract to back up uh, Golden Boy, Trevor Lawrence. Did you call him C.J. Beathard? Yeah. <laughs> That's the way I read his name. Bethard. And, uh... <laughs> I know it's Bethard. He was already there, wasn't he? He was a re-sign. Oh, right. it was a re-sign. Yeah. My apologies. Yep. Um, tell you who they did bring in, though, to back up ETN was D. Ernest Johnson, uh, which I like. Yeah. I yeah. think uh, I think D. Ernest Johnson is a hard runner. Uh, I don't think it's, uh, it's going to be the same as Cleveland because I don't think they have the greatest offensive line. Like, Cleveland had a very solid offensive line when he was there. Man, that... that... That almost makes me think they would have been a good spot for uh for like a Jamal Williams, you know, one two punch with ETN. Like I don't know. Maybe, yeah, maybe. I feel like Camara with the Saints is like a little bit more of a uh, premier back by himself. I mean, they they spread it out a little bit. But he's I don't know. I, I I digress. I digress. I feel like this team might have been good for Jamal, but carry on. I don't hate that. I think that would have been a good idea. Um, they fra- uh, franchise tag. Ingram, Evan Ingram, who was terrible in New York, but I would say had a decent season. With he the definitely uh, gave his uh, career outlook a little bit of a uh, facelift last year. Yeah, I think he definitely saved himself from uh, floundering out of the NFL. And I think he makes more this year on the tag than he did last year. He's probably not super happy about that, though. I mean, mm. you want to get your bag, right? I don't know. He'll it's get a, a bigger non-exclusive one now if, he, if he plays well. Yeah, but. non-exclusive uh, franchise tag too. So uh, they bring in Josh Wells, the offensive tackle, to add a little bit more to that line. But I don't think that was a huge add. Uh, no big um, signings on the defensive side, but they do bring in Roy Robertson Harris on the three-year, thirty million dollar extension. He's old. Uh, are we talking about the same guy? Yeah, twenty-nine. God, he is. Yeah. Seven years in the league. How about that? Yeah. Uh, obviously, they probably feel like he's a key part, key part, key part of the defense. Uh, man, I'm really slurring my words today. It's uh, the cocktail hour. It's the cocktail hour. Um, no, just a bunch of re-signings. They feel like they can run it back with this team. I don't blame them. Yeah, and also, um, if again, not to completely put it on one player, but if you really do think uh, Trevor Lawrence started to become special last year, maybe this year he can be even more so, and he can kind of elevate you a little bit 
further, even though you didn't go mm-hmm. on a signings bonanza. I mean, last year they spent a lot of money, right? Yeah. And they're also getting back Calvin Ridley, which is a huge. Um, oh, yeah. This is a huge part of that offense, potentially. Uh, rocking number zero, I thought I heard, which I don't I like love. It. don't love that trend. Not, not I love it. But, like, yeah, that, that could add a whole other dimension to the passing game. Uh, Marvin Jones leaves, goes back to the Lions. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, Kirk and Kirk Ingram and Ridley are your are, is kind of your three. But, uh, yeah, interesting. I don't know. I think I think you really need to just kind of hope Lawrence continues to develop and become a superstar. I think you started to see it last year. And there's no reason not to believe that he wouldn't. I mean, he's pretty good. That Pete, playoff, the playoff win was pretty miraculous, so yeah, definitely clutch. Peterson's second year, too. So yeah, he's got a big. year under his belt. He knows the organization. He knows the players a lot better. They're bringing back a lot of players. So I just I just got a flashback from a pod we did like a year ago, like a similar thing where it was like offseason, like, you know, discussions about these teams. Uh, a year ago about the Jags, I said, I remember my exact thing for them was, they finally got an adult in the room with Doug Peterson, and mm-hmm. this year is the is like what Trevor Lawrence's first year should have been. Yeah, to me, uh, that did happen. Yeah, and um, but weirdly, it also reminds me of that's that's exactly how I feel about the Texans. It's just like same thing. It's mm-hmm. like they got they finally got an adult in the room, and they got a guy, and they have a quarterback. Hopefully, so like same kind of vibes. And now we're kind of seeing with the Jaguars like. Once they found the right coach, just I don't think Doug Peterson's like, you know, like uh, Kyle Shanahan or like you know Belichick. Not like a not like a Andy Reid, like a genius in like some aspect of the game, but like he's just like a super solid all around coach. Yeah, really good uh, I th- coach. I think so too. I think so too. Really, like really above average NFL coach who's like really solid everywhere and like just knows what he's doing. Mm-hmm. Um. So, I mean, some offensive creativity, obviously, and stuff. But yeah. um, I think they're good hands. I think they didn't really do a whole lot this offseason because they kind of didn't need to. Mm-hmm. Uh, anything about their draft? I mean, I don't really have any big notes that stuck out to me as I far as remember. as far as that goes. I don't really know. Yeah. No, I, I think it's smart what they're doing. Run it back. Get another gear, uh, another year with the guys. I think Calvin Ridley could be huge. Calvin Ridley could be a game changer. But also sneaky – old he's getting like he's like 27 28 wow. already because he missed two years of his career yeah so like he's got to kind of get up you know hit the ground running for that offense and i i think he will but yeah that's just a little note to also keep in mind but receivers kind of play older too i don't know some guys can stick around for a while i mean marvin jones 33 i think so 32 yeah he's up there he's up there he's up there too uh on all Let's go ahead. Let's put it in order. Uh, dead last. Uh, dead last. Titans. I mean, I have to, you know. I think they. I think they tried to put some band aids on some things, but yeah, this, this the Titanic is is capsizing. So it's uh, this thing is just it's nuclear meltdown time for this team, in my opinion. So Tennessee. I'm going to go Indianapolis. I think they still have, or Tennessee still has a glimmer of hope. Indianapolis, I just, I don't know. Like, with Tennessee, at least, you know, they they take somebody, a quarterback, for the second year in a row, which is mind-boggling. But they, it's mind-boggling because they have a good product at that position already. Yeah. Uh, so many other needs. They know. didn't do a whole lot for them, but they did bring in some help with the offensive line, uh, which also helps their other star, uh, Derrick Henry. Uh, and I, I guess I would say that they did a decent job at helping the two cornerstones of their franchise. They didn't do a great job of backing up um, – the other side of the ball, which was the real concern last year, and that's why I put them at three. For yeah, three for me. Uh, I'm gonna say Jags. I'm gonna say Jags. Ooh, wow. I, I just don't feel like. I mean, I know we just kind of came off talking about them pretty positively, but like if we're rating their offseason here, I mean, they didn't really do 
all that much to kind of like push them forward. They're kind of just relying on running it back and relying on Lawrence to continue to be great. And hopefully Calvin really pans out, but that was like an investment they made earlier than the off season. So it's kind of just oh, nothing burger for me. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that with the other two teams in front of them, to me, uh, I feel like they both made pretty big swings uh, in a direction. At least it's like some forward movement. It's kind of none for them. So yeah, uh, kind of have the Jags at three for me. Okay. Um, who's your two? I, I got to imagine it's, it's Colts. Indy. It's Colts, right? yeah. Okay. And I, I think it's because I really do believe in Richardson. Uh, I do think he, him and the head coach are really the, the, the two big notable um, changes to their team. And I, I think it will work out for them because, uh, my God, they've needed a consistent quarterback and they've needed, like, a an injection here with the head coach, like, I think they just they address the key things they need to address. The rest of the roster, uh, you know, we'll see. I think hopefully they can kind of recover. And do they do enough in the offseason? Maybe. No, I don't think they did. Yeah, you're you're a lot more down on them than I am, I, I think. Am. But yeah. um, they'll be my number two. And I still don't love their offseason, but those two moves mm-hmm. are pretty major for them to make. I'm going to put Houston at two. Wow, that's very surprising. Um. While I think that they added a lot to the team, um, this year is going to be, let's see what we can develop. Let's see what we can build off of. Let's see who we can build off of. They signed a lot of one-year deals, meaning uh, prove it, right? Meaning uh, we like you. Um, but we don't like you enough to make sure that you're here, a part of the end result of our rebuild, which everybody knows the end result of a rebuild is a Super Bowl. Uh, not that many teams get there, but that is the goal for every single rebuild. I, I don't think they brought in a lot of guys that will stick around. Uh, I think their best signing was probably Dalton Schultz. Uh, I can see him having a successful career there in Houston. Again, a one-year deal, though. Again, a one-year deal. But, uh, you know, you you have to hope, if you're Houston, that some of these guys will stick around, right? Um, the offensive linemen signings, I think, are a bit high, considering age and injury. Uh, but you But you got the cap. To do it, yeah, the captain, they're not going to be around long term. I mean, Tunsil will because Tunsil is kind of a, a mainstay with them, but like you got to protect your quarterback, yeah. So, I you, agree with you that. need to do it. And you know, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna like transition into them being my number one mm-hmm. pick for the offseason for that division. Um, you know, all, all those are valid, all those are like it's a lot of band aids, it's a lot of like we're just trying to fill the gaps and we're trying to put a product on the field this year. That's like not a total joke. Yeah, I agree. But for me, if we're grading the off seasons of these teams and this division, they're by far number one uh, because they finally, like I said earlier in the show, seem like they have an identity, like they're going somewhere. They have a coach. They actually are going to build around and not just like be a bandaid head coach for a year. Yeah, they actually invested a top three draft pick into a quarterback and don't have Davis Mills or Brian Hoyer or Terod Taylor playing for them. Case Keenum, they actually have someone they can develop and they got a blue chip player with Will Anderson and a bunch of other guys later in the draft. I mean, they have like actual identity and I don't think it's going to like, you know, probably be super pretty year one and maybe will be. I think they could be that team that surprises everybody and and goes from worst to first because this division is so shaky. Jags, yeah. Jags are not locked in to go yeah. to number one. I mean, no, I, 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 I think they it's anybody's race. They've got the tools to do it, but that does not mean that they're they're not Kansas City. They're not going to go yeah. in and, and stomp everybody and, and be number one. I don't think. Mm-hmm. Houston did enough this offseason to completely really change the trajectory of their franchise, which is about as much as you could ask for in an offseason. So for me, that's like a a plus like as 
best as you can do in their circumstances. I think the trade to three uh, to get back in the top three to go get Anderson, Little Rich, maybe he's I, that, I love maybe that. he's that good. I love I, you that. know, and maybe it's worth it. But they like, said we'll give it up. We're gonna go get our guys. So. I love that move. Yeah. I think um, the only thing for me that separates the Texans from the Jaguars is the Texans seem a year, maybe a year and a half or so uh, behind the Jaguars of where the Jaguars are now, where they are, they know they can win with their roster because they've done it before. And instead of bringing in this guy and that guy and this guy and that guy, they instead choose to keep chemistry where it's at. They ended last year on a high note. But they also did that last offseason where they said, we're going to bring in this guy and that guy and that guy. They did that last year. Yeah. They yeah. did do that. But, like, good on them for not overbiting at this idea that, oh, we have to go. We're in our window. Let's yeah, overpay. Like we, yeah. yeah, like, we have to go now. Yeah. Give Peterson another year with Lawrence. Give Lawrence another year to develop chemistry with Ridley and Kirk and Ingram. Give him a chance to, uh, you know, continue developing defense, which has big name players. It has that that caliber. Uh, don't overthink it. Keep it simple, stupid, which I think is exactly what they did. They brought back their talent. They know how to win with it. And I, I think – Peterson is going to be able to excel the team in that way. I think that's kind of why I put them at one. I think the biggest thing supporting that too mm-hmm. is like going, going in, uh, or sorry, going out of last year, uh, where they built all their momentum on the back half, a lot of their momentum on the back half, and snuck into the playoffs and then got a win. Like they, uh, they really are rounding into form now. Yeah. Not like they started hot and it all fell apart. Yeah. So I think they kind of earned the uh, off-season approach of let's just kind of bring the band back together and maybe add a couple smaller pieces here and there, not secure pieces. Yeah, just like, like make sure we can... solidify instead yeah. of just like starting over in a bunch of key areas and adding a bunch of splash players. So yeah, no, I totally agree. It's interesting though that these these two top teams. I think there's. I think there's actually an interesting conversation to have about them. The other two, I feel like, are uh, pure nightmares <laughs> for, for different reasons. But uh, yeah, these 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 two teams are actually kind of intriguing going into the. They year. are, and they're doing a real quick flip flop. You know, uh, Titans and Colts were sitting on top for so many years, and now Texans and Jags are gonna kind of try to retake the throne. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> we, we'll they have been historically bad, yes. so. We'll see. Uh, all right. What do you say we close the show out? All right, ladies and gentlemen, that's going to do it for us. Thank you again for listening to another Great Iron Zeros podcast. Quick, Al, NBA final starts tonight. Uh, by oh, the time I don't, this yeah, airs, I don't a single um, Game one will already have happened, possibly game two. But it's Miami Heat versus Denver Nuggets. Go ahead and give me your pick. This is the unofficial lock of the week. To win the series. Uh, oh, jeez. Uh, um, I'm going to go with Miami. They kind of clawed right. their way in. So. All right. All right. I love Miami. I love Jimmy Butler. So I'm taking Miami too. Although that, that to me, screams that they're not going to win. It does to me I think as everybody's well. kind of got that feeling that they're going to I mean, uh, Denver, I think, is minus 400 to win the series. So, uh, yeah. All right. Basketball talk. (laughs) That's the unofficial lock of the week. Uh, We will catch you back uh, soon. Uh, I like that. Don't commit to it. Don't commit to a timetable. We're not saying next week uh, just because (laughs) it's the summertime and we're starting to enjoy the beautiful weather we have here in Michigan. Uh, Shot around of golf for the first time since I was a child. Uh, That was fun. We're golfing now. Uh, It's it's, – it's going to be a fun summer. We're going... my best friends. I love you, my dude. <laughs> We're going to continue to release episodes, maybe not every week, uh, but we'll try to aim every two weeks uh, at latest. But, hey, you know what uh, we are going to do is we're going to upload full episodes to uh, YouTube. YouTube, uh, so which go, is a great segue, Al. Go watch them. Go give them some likes. Share them with your friends. I know uh, – 
I know uh, Spotify or Apple Podcasts or whatever is the preferred podcasting format, but we're trying something new. So. Yeah, if you're listening to this, you're obviously listening uh, on Apple Podcasts. Well, actually, maybe not. Uh, you could be listening on YouTube. Either way, check us out on YouTube, Gridiron Zeros. Check us out on TikTok, Gridiron Zeros. Check us out on Twitter, Gridiron Zeros. Uh, be sure to make good choices and good decisions. And as always, we'll catch you on the next one. Later.